The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. From the heart of Broadway and historic downtown Cape Girardeau, this is Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Gentlemen, it's Wednesday, September 7th. You know what that means. Yeah, live from CM Punk's <laughs> locker room. This is... Where the door has been super kicked down. <laughs> you got to slap your leg when you come in. This is Pro Wrestling Unscripted on the Podzilla 1985 Network. Uh, my name is Shannon Young. I'm old. I'm grumpy. And <laughs> and I'm and I'm working with Double H tonight. We should really just rename this show Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> grumpy Old Wrestling Fans. Gr- grumpy Old Marks. Oh, All right. Shit. Well, the Pro Wrestling Inscripted uh, television program has been canceled for retooling. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> I am also, by the way, just going to go rename one of us Grumpy Old Marks in the group chat yes. right now. <laughs> please. Please do as such. So... It's uh, you know, I it wasn't a big. Uh, this is gonna be probably a quick show. It wasn't a lot that happened in wrestling this week, right? I think this feels like that bit with John Stewart uh, after he he went on Crossfire and you know yelled at Tucker Carlson and and uh, was got it, a no, show canceled. Sure. Yeah, was yeah. it Carlson? Who was the other guy? I can't remember the some other some liberal. Don't remember his some name. dude. Some dude. And then he comes he comes on the Daily Show Monday and after all the raucous applause and all this, he goes. So how was your weekend? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I uh, you know, mowed the yard, got yeah. some groceries. Yeah, I, I think called uh, a guy a dick on national television. <laughs> I think there might have been an NXT show this weekend. Yeah, that was actually there was, and it was a good show. I, I think I, we we joke about that, about but it, it was it was a good show. Well, yeah. it, it was a good weekend for wrestling in general, and yeah. uh, let's just be honest. Let's go. Let's cut the let's cut the horse shit. Let's cut. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a lot about the CM Punk AEW situation. Let's oh not, let's yeah, not, let's not beat around the bush. That's gonna be the main topic of tonight. But we do have a couple yeah. things we want to talk about first. Um, we we said it early that we're gonna forego the uh, things we hate this week because it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I don't think we have to point it out. <laughs> I don't think they because they're gonna need a, yeah an idea of what's coming there. So instead. In place of that, we're really quick going to talk about the wrestling shows that did happen this weekend because there was some yes. good wrestling. We're not going to go in depth, yes. but we're going to give our thoughts on it. And um, I was actually talking to Mr. Asa Gray right before you popped in. Asa and I just uh, yes. we just wrapped literally up. from yeah, what I heard literally. right before I popped in. <laughs> he left, you popped in. Uh, we we did CCW <laughs> live, so me and him and Caleb sat there for a while talking about this whole situation, and then Caleb left, and Asa popped back in to tell me a joke about uh, Nakazawa, and it was very funny. Um, <laughs> about how it was basically, you know, I'll steal his. No, I'm not gonna steal his joke because he might make it tomorrow. Uh, but, that, but that's that's the point. Is if you want to hear an in depth conversation about these shows, tune in tomorrow to Nerdiest Part of the Ring because Ace and Dalton yes. are going to give in depth reviews of them, and it's Absolutely. always a always a good time. I, in fact, Ace and I almost had an agreement that you and I were going to go in depth about AEW tonight and mm-hmm. just kind of mention the matches, and they're going to do the opposite. So this is almost like a crossover show, but not quite. And yeah. I also, once again, was reminded of why I never have a conversation that's not being recorded. Because Asa and I went about 15 minutes of good content talking about it. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was like, fuck, we didn't record a single bit of this. We recorded every bit of it. Oh, yep. God. Why we do it. Damn it. Like that's Dale what we Grimm. do. <laughs> so, 
wrestling wise, I guess it actually did start on Saturday with WWE yeah. Clash at the Castle. Clash at the Castle was a great show overall. It did was. I did I agree with everything that happened? No. Um but all of the wrestling was really top notch. Like yeah. I don't remember a match that I thought, oh, this was you know, this could have been done better or or this just didn't really work for me. I, I thought it was all I thought it was all good to great. Yeah. Is what we're looking at in terms of, of matches. It was all elite. Um, I didn't <laughs> I didn't uh I didn't necessarily love all the booking decisions. I mean I, I, I said in the group I chat disagreed with. <laughs> yeah. I said in the group chat that I hated how much they convinced me that, that Drew McIntyre might actually win. Yeah. And so part of me hates that I got worked because yeah. I was to a point where I thought this is it. They're going to do it. They're going to pull the trigger. And I had completely forgotten about Sola Sokoa's existence. Like, I totally forgot Uh, he was there. And boy, I hate that. I absolutely despise it. Like, okay, I said this. I think I said this in the group chat after the the match. I know people have kind of gotten sick of the whole Roman Reigns bloodline thing where he always wins because the bloodline interferes. And sure. I, you know, I was like, well, no, it's it's fine. I mean, it's a storyline, but I am officially on that train now. I was th- yeah. this left a bad taste in my mouth, and a lot of people are saying they Lex Lugard Drew McIntyre because after the show, you know, he didn't win the title, but he did get to sing a rousing duet with Tyson Fury. Mm. So Boy, he, he sure did. So he kind of won, honestly, in the long run. But I, I that was so awkward, man, yeah. and especially that it started with American Pie. Like at least I guess the live crowd seemed to get it what was going on. But I remember sitting at home looking at my wife, going, "Is this a fever dream? What is happening right now? Did they forget to cut the feed?" Like we were watching it at the at the shop, and I remember asking a dude I was watching it with, I was like, "What are they singing?" And he said, "I think it's American Pie." And I was like, "Why would I said Why would they sing that? Why?" What was what was it was very weird. Yes, um, I I also have seen a lot of takes coming out of this, and I hope they're not right. But it's hard to believe they may not be. Uh, the most prescient one being they will never again put the title on Drew McIntyre. Sixty four, what was it? Sixty four, sixty six thousand people in what is effectively his home country, or at least like his native land. Uh, his family's there. They bring back broken dreams for the the video Incredible. package. For he's over like I mean, Rover. It's crazy, and he has a great match, too, and he still didn't win. Like, if not now, then when? I mean, you know, I know he's been the champion, but, like, there was even commentary. It can't be said enough that in the wake of Vince McMahon's exit from WWE, commentary has gotten multitudes better than it used to be. Which, by the way, was only, like, two months ago. If you're – hold on. I got to pour myself a shot. If you're you're keeping record at home – it's been two months. Six since years this. ago, oh. that happened two months ago. Oh, God damn. Uh-huh. Go on. Go on with your story. But, but you know, Drew McIntyre <laughs> has never held the title really in front of a live crowd. It was all Thunderdome stuff. It was all pandemic era stuff. And, and this is coming from you. you. Think, yes. Yeah, this is coming from the guy who, again, I have noted numerous times on the show, I did not and still kind of don't get Drew McIntyre. I... I I like Drew McIntyre well enough, but I think people were throwing all their weight behind Drew McIntyre, and I remember thinking he is, of all the wrestlers I've ever seen who are very good at what they do, he is one of them, and yeah. that's all. I don't I don't get the like personal investment in the guy. Even I was sitting there going, just do it, man. Just pull the trigger, yes. please. Just make this he, time. Roman um, doesn't need the fucking titles anymore. Are you, all right, no. go, you go ahead with your thing before I start getting angry. I mean, there's really nothing else for me to say about okay, it other then. than I, I'm disappointed that I, again, I forgot that Solo Sokoa was a thing. And as soon as he jumped out of the crowd, I went, never mind. 
this is it. Just just let the hope die off because you know what's going to happen. Now. The, so the big rumor is that they are, there's two ways they're going to do this. There's only two ways they can do this now, and that is you either One save One of them, them is adrenaline yes. in my soul. My pectoral. Give no. the belts to Cody Rhodes. You either give it to Cody Rhodes, which I have my doubts, or you do what yeah. they said they were going to do at the beginning, which is save it for The Rock. The Rock versus Reigns, which, oh my God, are you really going to do that? Like, I'm getting here, visibly here angry. The only, Loud physical here's the comedy. only version that I kind of like about that. And even this is is real. It's shades of WrestleMania 10 with Hogan and Brad. Bring in The Rock. Have The Rock be the guy to challenge him at WrestleMania. And The Rock even loses. And Roman Reigns then says, all right, literally, there's no one left. There's nobody left, and that's when you redebut Cody. Bring him out at Mania, oh. hold him off until then instead of winning the Rumble, and just have him go, all right, let's do it right now. And and he wins there somehow. I, I don't know how. I, I, I don't even like what I'm saying right now, but I feel like at least that works if you're going to use both of those guys to I, some degree. I thought you were going to hit me with, uh, you know, he says there's nobody left. <clears throat> I reign supreme, Roman reigns, and then you hear, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> just have Hogan do the one. Hogan just comes out and goes, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> and then just finger pokes him and he's done. So That's it. If you have, if you do the Cody Rhodes thing, which I think makes the most sense, it's the only thing that makes sense at this point, unless, unless they can get get a i don't know maybe if cm punks out of uh isn't signed to anybody in the next couple of he months doing anything i don't know if um, he's i feel like he probably has some time off or time on his hands if kenny omega like leaves AEW suddenly or something like that unless you do something like that it well, has the only way be. you get kenny omega is if you get a steel i mean they're they're attached at the no, no that's peak. punk that's punk punk fuck <laughs> i just got it god damn <laughs> God damn, you got me. You got me. You got me. Uh, if you have Cody Rhodes do that, um, if there's a way that you can get Dustin from AW to have him help, and you mm-hmm. get Drew McIntyre to have him help, and you have everyone mm-hmm. basically offset the Usos, you have probably Sami Zayn at that point, I'm sure will have turned and right. could help. And you just have everyone team up so that way Roman has to fight Cody by himself and Cody wins. Yes. It would be a huge moment. That yep. is why they will not do that. They will instead have The Rock beat him or bring Brock back one more. But this isn't Vince anymore. It's like I expect this shit from God, Vince. I'd like to think I'd like to think that Brock is no longer in the picture for that. He had his nice little denouement at, you know, the whatever what pay per view well, was. SummerSlam, I, I think. There yeah, 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 yeah. SummerSlam. It, it's it, let let Brock quietly go back to his ranch and i'm not saying you can't ever use brock again but the last thing i need to see again is brock and roman reigns yeah anytime soon if ever right i'm good so the current going theory is it reigns you know bringing in sokoa i mean that that's just a, a natural right he's the brother of the usos i it hate makes it sense. i fucking um, hate it go I ahead i don't know that <laughs> I, I don't know that it's going to be i really hope it's not going to be he wins both mid-card titles and is carrying the u.s and intercontinental titles just to so everybody has to because that's totally ridiculous um, the one I like a little better is you talking about that Sammy jump. Uh, so this is the obvious Survivor Series team now, right? The Bloodline. It's Reigns, the Uso, Sokoa, and Sammy uh, against mm. some collection of Drew McIntyre, Kevin, Kevin Owens, Owens, probably Braun Strowman, I guess. Uh. Um, maybe Karrion Cross, maybe uh, Johnny Gargano, whoever else is kind of up at that echelon at that point. And that's where you get the Sammy turn. And and that's, you know, he, he and, and KO... 
um, that's kind of run rampant for a little bit. That, that's another thing. Just on a, a quick tangent, if I did have something that I hated this week in wrestling, it was going to be Braun, Braun Strowman. Strowman. Yeah, yeah, I, you and, and me both. I don't even hate Braun Strowman. I think he's okay. He's a big dude. He's got a fantastic look. He's got a, a he sure is heightened body to kill for. But yeah. you you think he's got his narrative under control? I mean, he's that's, controlled that's it great. for the past couple of years. He's he, but he comes back and they're already flipping cars, which is I hate as stupid. He, mm-hmm. he destroys four tag teams, which is stupid. And now yes. they, they said he's going to SmackDown where he will be a face because there's nothing that says face like destroying four tag teams unprovoked. Yeah, um, yeah, for for literally no apparent reason and, whatsoever. And I swear to I, I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, if Braun Strowman is the one that beats Roman Reigns. Not a chance. I will. There's not a chance in hell. I will kill. Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. You should just leave it at kill. Yes, I will kill. Like brain cells. Anybody can fill in whatever they want there. (laughs) That would be so upsetting to me if Braun Strowman won that. Because again, I don't hate Braun, but you tell me you'd put you'd put money on Braun over fucking Drew McIntyre. Oh my god. That's there's there's. There is no way. There is literally no way. The, the rest of the show um, was good. The rest of the show was it good. It really was. The, the Sheamus Gunther won. match is one that. of those matches really worth watching uh, to go out of your way and see Sheamus and Gunther. And the Rillen Morgan, Rollins. Shayna Baszler match, Rillen Rollins, all of it was good wrestling. Even Disagreed if you're with not the super invested in, spe- in specific characters, um, well, worth I, getting into. I wanted Riddle to win. I thought at this point Riddle has to win, right? Like uh, Rollins has basically yeah. punked him over and over again. So this is going to be because Riddle. I may disagree with him as a person, but I think as a wrestler, he's really good, and his character development's been really good, and the crowds behind him. So of course yeah. you have Rollins beat him again. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, this is one thing I'm a little concerned about with with Triple H booking. So there's a lot of great things about Triple H being in, in control. But one thing that we might remember from NXT and really from his days as as the top guy in the, you know, the talent side of things as opposed to booking is that Triple H loves a heel win, man. I mean, he he loves to see his bad guys go over and whether that's him or people that he's he's kind of behind I mean, that stems from his Ric Flair Flair love, right? I mean, this whole Roman Reigns thing, you could argue, even though he hasn't been in charge of a lot of it, he has continuously maintained it now. Um, That's just old school Ric Flair booking. You hate the guy with the belt so bad that you just want to see anybody beat him and take the the championship away. But there's a tipping Um, point. But we saw a lot of that at Clash of the Castle. That's yeah. the only thing about it is there were a lot of decisions that were made in favor of heels. I'm trying to think off the top of my head how many faces did win. The heels won the opening uh, six-woman tag team match. Yeah. Gunther, a heel, won that match uh, over Sheamus. Rollins. Uh, Rollins wins. Reigns. Liv Morgan retained her title, so I, there's I a face win. But even that is like, even that's close because the audience turned on her for about a week or two there. Well, yeah, because so, they did that stupid fucking ending where, where Rousey beat her. And, yeah, yeah, like, boy, they yeah. did her a disservice. You want to see... Uh, uh, everyone says, oh, she's not that great in the ring. She's not the best wrestler, and they've ruined her character. If you want to see a woman that's not a great wrestler, but is fully competent, like Liv Morgan, and is absolutely killing it and looks like a million dollars, you look at Mandy Rose in NXT. Yeah. They have Who now holds her. two belts and has beat two of the greatest women uh, wrestling internationally in one night. It's amazing how, depending like, on how they present you, can really change the audience's perspective of you. Crazy. It yeah, really is. It's insane. Yeah. 
So, yeah, good show, top to bottom. Questionable booking decisions. Well worth going out of your way to watch. The Broken yeah. Dreams intro got me. I wish they'd oh, bring man. that back permanently. Yeah, I, I to kind of wrap up that that discussion of that, and especially the, the booking decisions, while I may not be satisfied, or I may not be personally on board with all of those those uh decisions like the 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 winners of the matches and such um i'm willing to give triple h enough cl- not clout enough credit i guess to like it's it's just him going oh, i'm cooking up something and it's like okay that's that's fine well, i get it this is his first full show that he's he's been in charge of because SummerSlam he kind of inherited um well, you it's also, going somewhere, I like to believe. You also have to wonder how much of the angles he has inherited that he has to keep going until they're finished. Like, you know, right. um, a lot of these are stuff that Vince came up with, and now he has to try to make sense of them and finish them off right. in a sensible manner. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes. There's been a lot of good that Triple H has brought to it, but I also don't want this to sound like the show is just going to be pro-Triple H era. There's things we don't agree with. Hated the Reigns decision. Hate Braun Strowman coming back. Say yes. uh, many things. I'm going to be back in, like, three minutes yeah having one all right i'm gonna go off on a tangent here having one guy beat four tag teams is such an old school dickish vince mcmahon move that it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth whenever i this was actually the first raw that i haven't watched from top to bottom i didn't watch any of raw i just caught some of the clips online because i knew Strowman was going to be back i was not happy that Strowman was coming back i don't hate Strowman. But knowing that he was going to do something stupid, and I knew he would, just kind of turned me off. And the fact that he came in and destroyed the four tag teams was was very upsetting to me, I guess like you say. And it was one of the first times that since Triple H has taken over that I truly went, man, maybe this isn't going to turn out well. Because if he's still making these kind of decisions, because this wasn't a Vince decision. Triple H brought Strowman back very quickly and then put Strowman over these other tag teams. This was all a Triple H call. And this was the wrong call. You don't have to make Braun Strowman look like a, a monster. He already is a monster. You can put him in a meaningful program without sacrificing some of these guys you've been building up for the past couple of weeks, like like Chad Gable. In, in Chad Gable, you've got and Otis too. You've got guys that have been kind of like dragged through the mud for the past couple of years. They haven't done anything spectacular, and now you finally have a chance to do something with them. And for the past couple of weeks, they've been really good. And now all of a sudden you feed him to Braun Strowman for what reason? You've got like an entire 24-7 hardcore, what, what is it called, the, the 24-7 title? <clears throat> you got an tw- entire 24-7 title roster that you could have brought out for some stupid-ass segment and had Braun Strowman literally obliterate every single one of them, and instead you sacrificed your tag teams. Makes no sense to me. I don't like it. I will give Triple H the benefit of the doubt and say that this was just a, a error in judgment. But we'll see how that goes. While Hunter is gone, I also want to mention really quick, because he can't stop me, I can plug that September 24th is going to be Organic Remedies in Cape Girardeau. damn it, he's back. CCW presents the remedy <laughs> at Organic Remedies in Cape Girardeau. I did it. I did the thing. Three o'clock, um, September 24th. Anyway, hi. Be there. It sounds like a, it sounds like a monster truck ad. <laughs> you'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> um... <laughs> I was thinking so of the, the Simpsons and Smithers when he's trying to he gets fired from the plant and he's doing the other odd jobs and he gets the job doing the the monster truck thing and he just goes like Sunday 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 do we, do we have to keep hustling them they're already here we've already got their money <laughs> what is what is the point really at the end he's like he keeps questioning and he goes where are you grabbing me where are you throwing me <laughs> <laughs> anyway um I. Uh, 
NXT well, Worlds Collide, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it, I'll be totally honest. I, I have I didn't skimmed watch some it. of the stuff. I didn't watch the whole show. Yeah. Um, it looked like what clips I've seen from the matches. The matches were good. One thing, though, I will note is that, again, booking decisions, if you look at the winners up and down that card, it was supposed to be NXT versus NXT UK. It's very clear which of these two promotions does not exist anymore. Yeah, it was extremely one-sided. <laughs> I, I was surprised by that. Yeah. Like, you could guess that it was a foregone conclusion, but I was really surprised by how dominant it was. But... Uh, I mean, with, they weren't trying to hide it. That's for sure. With that said, I like Braun Breaker. I think he's going to be good. I sure. lo- I've loved Mandy Rose for a, quite a while yeah. now. I think she's pretty amazing. deadly. Are are kind of an underrated. I think in a lot of ways, like nobody's really talking much about them uh, tag team, but they are kind of the next evolution of of the what was the Fashion Police like Brizongo and yeah. yeah yeah. Which I I'm going to be real with you. I always I always hated the name Brizongo. It's a stupid I think, name. I think Fashion Police is much better. And they would say, no, Brizongo is. And I would go, it's not. Oh. Stop <laughs> Stop trying to make Nikki Ash and Dewdrop a thing. I think you mean Nikki A-S-H. You know, I did not know until I actually watched Raw this week that they don't call her Nikki Ash. Nope. They call her Nikki A-S-H yeah, every a, time. A superhero. Almost a superhero. Yeah. What? What the hell? <laughs> I just feel like Krusty. What the hell is that? And Nikki, like it says Ash. Just say Ash, yeah, man. Nikki Ash is at least kind of cool sounding. It's a perfectly service. It's a perfectly, it's a perfectly cromulent, cromulent name. name. Fuck, yes. Yeah, yeah. Dewdrop is not. It <laughs> is not. Dewdrop is, is an is insulting not. bullshit name for a yes, good wrestler. And um, I will never, ever want to. No part of me is going to call her that if I know that you know who I'm talking about. Once I establish that I'm talking about Piper Niven, I'm just going to call her Piper Niven imagine, over and over. Imagine if they dropped Dewdrop, they called her Piper Niven again, or call her Viper, which she was a long time ago. I doubt they would yes. because of Randy Orton, but turn Nikki Ash back to Nikki Cross and have crazy-ass Nikki Cross and deadly-ass Piper Niven tag team. That's a good fucking tag team. Or just keep calling her Nikki. Just call her Nikki Ash. Drop the, the acronym drop the and just call her Nikki thing. Ash. Just drop all I would it. be perfectly fine with Nikki Ash, Piper Niven, you know what? running wild in the women's tag team. You know what? Division. Just drop the whole league. Just just drop the whole thing, just get, honestly. Just get rid of wrestling. We're um, done. It's done. I'm <laughs> yeah, done. Pull the plug. <laughs> so, yeah, Worlds Collide was, from what all uh, reports, a good show. But, again, if you look at the booking, the booking in a vacuum is one thing. If you look at it all together and you go, hmm, Hmm. Braun Breaker won. <laughs> All of uh, them? Pretty deadly one. Yeah. <laughs> God. God damn it. You just... <laughs> you just hear Nigel McGinnis going, God damn it, and tossing the... <laughs> they just go, HBK, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. And then... And then- and then there was all out. Uh, all Elite Wrestling did all out. It was a it was mm-hmm. a good show, from what I understand. And um, sure, CM Punk won the title back in a real a real oh. barn burner of a main event. And I think, uh, yeah, that's about it. Trios, tri- the first ever trios champions, Kenny Omega yeah. and the Young Bucks. Hey. Naturally, the Elite, of course. Hey, guess what? <laughs> Not anymore. Guess what? What? It doesn't matter what happened on that show because of what happened <laughs> after the show. You know, I actually uh, there was a, there was a an article, and I don't remember now. The, now. Drinking the Ringer, starts. I think it was maybe from the the website The Ringer. 
And it was one of those things where, so it's, it's like a, I forget, they're not Gawker anymore, but you know, the, the ring of websites owned by like, it's yeah. like Kotaku and the AV club and all those. And I think the ringer is one of those, um, whatever, whatever media group they are now. They did what I actually thought was a pretty cool little breakdown article. You know, sometimes when you're out of the loop on something that's maybe not in your wheelhouse, they did one of those for this and basically said, if you're wondering why all the wrestling talk Labor Day was about CM Punk, here's why. Like, let's give you a quick breakdown of what happened, why it happened, and what's going to happen in the result of it. It was kind of like a like a last week tonight uh, deal, but as an as an article instead of a segment. Um, One of the things they made a point to mention was very specifically, it's a real shame that what happened happened because everyone is talking about CM Punk for all the wrong reasons. What they could be talking about is. CM Punk wins his second ever AEW World Championship. Uh, CM Punk puts on a great match with John Moxley, even though it was kind of a wonky buildup with the three minute loss and all that. Um, for that matter, they could be talking about the new, you know, the first ever AEW trios champions. They could be talking about Tony Storm uh, becoming the interim women's champion. They could be talking about all the other good shit that happened on that show. MJF. They're not. Yeah. MJF's return. Oh my God. Sympathy for the devil. And the devil is back and the whole deal. I don't even want to know what they paid to get a Rolling Stone song for a nationally televised product. Um, well, uh, well, okay. It's funny you mentioned that because before any of this happened, um, b- before any of the shit with, with punk happened, and we're going to go in depth about that. Cause that's, that's the topic from now on. Uh, AEW yeah. all yeah. out was fine. It was a good yes. show. It really was sure. But it's a shame that it was overshadowed by the punk thing. But before we jump into that, something Tony Khan said, you mentioned money before all of this happened. I want to read to you something, something Tony, Tony Khan said, um, a couple days ago, he was talking about all out and yeah. he, was, he was talking about NXT going against them and all that stuff. Right. And this is what Tony Khan said in response to that. He says, uh, what is it? The number is the number, and I have to face the competition out there. Speaking of WWE running shows against All Out, when I compared myself to Jim Crockett Promotions this weekend, I think I got a taste of the same medicine Jim uh, Crockett Promotions took, but I have a lot more fucking money than Jim Crockett did, and I'm not going to – I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. Tony Khan has shown over and over again what a a ch- man child he is. He brags about his money. He brags, I've got more money than you, and therefore that makes me better, and I'm going to win this fight. And for all of the shit Tony Khan says to build himself up as this legitimate fucking take no prisoners motherfucker, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you WWE, you fuck with me, I'm gonna rip your balls off, Hunter. Send notes to your lawyers and yeah. make sure that they know you're not gonna mess with my talent or you'll, I don't know, lose a second round draft pick. <laughs> what happened to this fucking Lee Hodges looking motherfucker? <laughs> And my favorite part of that is I feel like Lee would look at it and go, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. that's me. That so was me. <laughs> what what happened at the media scrum me, after All Out? Let me sum it up this way. Uh, you said that Tony Khan's uh, quoted phrase was, I'm not going to sit back and take this shit. Cut to the media scrum and Tony Khan sitting back and taking this shit. Taking all that shit. So really so quick. CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk shows up as the very first person at the media scrum. He is battered. He is bloody. He is sweating profusely. Just looks uh, like he's been in a car wreck because he basically has going against John Moxley. He's got his like bag of canned drinks. I don't know 
what those were. Some kind of seltzer or something. He's got his uh, cupcakes from, uh, his mi- from Mindy's Bakery. Or, yeah, yeah. They're the ones that made the uh, the the ice cream bars yeah. when he first came back. It's the same group. Yeah. And he's got his title. Tony gives him his title. The infamous you know meme now. The picture. One of the greatest pictures I've ever seen oh, in my, my life. Oh, my God. And everything seems like it almost feels like you know that Tony knows. Like looking at it now, you can watch him going, ah, oh, something's about to go bad. And then everything goes straight to hell. So CM Punk sees in the the media uh, gallery a guy, and I don't remember exactly which guy this is, but he says his name. It's a guy who works for Bleacher Report, maybe, I think is the one he worked for. We'll look that up. He works for one of those news organizations. It's, it's like Bleacher Report or, or Fightful or something. Uh, although I guess it would be Sean Rossep who would have been there from Fightful. So anyway. And he calls this guy by name and asks him if he's still doing improv. And you could almost in that moment see Tony Khan go, ah, shit, this is going to go bad. Because he's he's directly referencing Colt Cabana doing improv, doing stand-up comedy and such. Uh, and from that point forward, Punk goes on this high raid about how journalistic integrity should prevent somebody who's friends from a guy who's enemies with another guy from reporting on the third guy. He's very clearly talking about Cole Cabana. Scott <clears throat> None Colton. of this has anything. Scott. Well, yeah. Which is yeah, how Scott they refer Colton. to him. Scott Colton. Yes. Yes. None of this has anything to do with punk winning the title for the record. No, None, he, he does not even begin to reference winning the AEW world championship for the second time until what feels like hours later. Yes. He first spends all his time laying out his issues with Scott Colton, with Colt Cabana, uh, literally all the way unprovoked. from the days of... Yeah, unprovoked. Completely uh, unprovoked. He's not there. Even this this reporter said nothing about Scott Colton, Colt Cabana, He didn't whatever. say anything. He said nothing. Punk is the one who literally starts this, again, by addressing the guy first, and then goes on into this tirade about everything that happened with him and Cole Cabana, about how he you know, paid for his, his legal fees until he didn't at that time that, of course, they were being sued by WWE, and then they sued each other. He that, talks about... He shares a bank account with his mom. Yeah, and that's apparently insulting. <laughs> that's his way of insulting him. <clears throat> he says that he's, you know, never he was never a good friend to him. Um, none of this has anything to do with what's happening. And then it transitions from Scott Colton is a piece of shit to let's talk about the EVPs of this company who could not manage a target yeah. in CM Punk's words <clears throat> and how they allowed. And I, I hope I'm getting this right uh, from memory. An empty headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman Adam Page, according to CM Punk, uh, to go out and, and do the things he did and go into business for himself. Now, Punk is referencing in that, <clears throat> that page makes reference more than once to these kind of issues that Punk Man. has had way back months ago yeah. in a promo. So just as a, as a quick <laughs> aside, for those of you keeping score at home and saying, well, what happened? So in the buildup to, I believe it was double or nothing with Punk versus page for the title. Yep. Page made some comments about how he's going to save East, uh, sorry, ECW. He's going to save AEW <laughs> from CM Punk. He made some reference, either some vague reference to Colt Cabana, some super vague reference that no one got, yes. no one talked about, no one gave a shit about. And, except, except for CM Punk. Punk. And no one would yeah. have known about it had, go back and listen to our show from about two weeks ago, I think, where yeah. Punk called out Adam Page on live television and, 
and called him a coward when he didn't come out. Paige had yeah. no idea this was going to happen. Paige wasn't even there to do that. He was like in catering or something. He was nowhere near a position yeah. to do that. So that that goes right back to the point that I was getting to right when we got into there. Punk is calling out Hangman Adam Page for going into business for himself hypocrisy much because punk literally just did the same thing in that moment to he everybody. Went, no one knew he was going to do that to adam, to adam page right no one knew that was going to happen and it was embarrassing for for hangman page to get called out and not be able to do anything punk with his his you know clever little quippy line of that's not cowboy shit that's coward shit I guess, man. That, that do you remember this is a scripted show? Like that, you remember this is fake, right? That should have been a fucking suspension right there. But yes. but they let it go, and then this media scrum happened where Punk basically it's part of AEW's new uh YouTube show, CM Punk <laughs> Buries the World, where Punk just you know, they needed more wrestling on TV. It's a real weird sequel to uh Andy Richard it's Controls a, yeah. Universe. I don't I don't understand don't, where they're going with I this one or how the two match up but i don't think it's gonna last very long honestly but punk no. punk goes absolutely scorched earth on everyone and while From colt cabana to adam page and then don't forget the young bucks and kenny omega because again he keeps referencing how the the evps yeah. he never says them by name but he says the evps he's clearly talking Calls about the executive liars, president. says they Calls start liars, shit says they are talking shit behind his back that they should have you know known how to manage this better that they should be better examples it is borderline insanity it's embarrassing. to the point that he even says that he's running the company at one point basically i'm trying to run a, a multi-million dollar business here or something and you can kind of see tony khan go you you're you doing that? that yeah i well, i do that that's 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 what i was getting at with the part earlier where i said badass tony khan who's got more fucking oh, money man. than you and will cut your balls off and hand them to your partner uh, <laughs> in that moment when he starts to speak up even a little bit and says you know why they ask Punk why'd you bring back MJF and if, you know he's like well I I brought MJF back and and Punk just cuts him off and keeps talking when it goes when, on about nothing about that it goes right back to talking to about Gold Cabana yeah and when when Tony Khan tries to like apologize for something Punk's like well he doesn't have to apologize for it Punk is just running the company at that point yes. and badass Tony yes. Khan is sitting there with the most Tony Khan child face he looks pathetic. That- he spends most of that media scrum, if you watch just him, and I'm sure somebody has done the edit already, uh, of zooming in on his face to the to the song, and you know where this is going, uh, he goes on the most Larry David yes, Kirby enthusiasm facial journey throughout this whole thing, to the point that it becomes comical. Yeah. They finally get Punk back on target. He talks a little bit about Moxley briefly. Um, he puts over Moxley. It's the only person he puts over. I think the entire thing is Moxley. And even that is like barely. Uh, he's he's gone after that, and this thing goes on. At one point in time, you see a security guard run by, right. and then later, as Jericho leaves, because Chris Jericho comes out and does some of the media uh, on a live mic, he is caught saying to Tony Khan, but quietly whispering, saying like. We, we need to talk in just a little bit. And Tony says, okay, you know, kind of loudly. And he says, uh, some, sh- some shit went down. And Tony's like, okay, I'll, I'll meet you. I'll meet you in my office in a little bit. It, it reminds me a lot of that. You've seen the footage of uh, George W. Bush getting the, the 9-11 message. Yeah. And he's reading the book. And he just kind of, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Right. So it just goes back to doing his thing. So at this point, at this point, before we get into what happened next, at this point, just taking this into consideration, this was incredibly embarrassing for AEW. This was embarrassing for Tony Khan. This was CM Punk going into CM Punk territory. So he also said, and this is important later, he said, you know, I'll continue to walk this hallway. And basically, if you have a fucking problem with me, you know where I'm at. 
Yeah. If you important. were the cause of this, fuck you. If not, I apologize. Those were yeah. his words. Punk went on this incredible tirade that just a black eye for the company and all of the shit, all of the goodwill that CM Punk had during the past couple years. He was fucked over by WWE. Uh, you know, he was the good guy. WWE is the monster. I feel like in most people's eyes, at least in intelligent people's eyes, CM Punk at this point looks like the biggest piece of shit in wrestling, deservedly so. This is a guy that I, it, it I was it was just embarrassing. But yeah, no, it it really was. I I am a guy who will tell you straight up, CM Punk is in my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Wrestlers, yeah, top five favorite characters, like guys in the ring doing the job that they do. You know, whether that's cutting promos or or, or you know doing matches and and all that stuff. Um, Phil Brooks is is scorched earth. I mean, if he wants to go scorched earth, that's where we are. Yeah. Because this is embarrassing. Holy shit. All of the promos that people have done about CM Punk over the past couple of years. The one that I go back to, because people keep posting like the Triple H one and some of the ones from AEW earlier this year. But the one that always sticks out in my mind, it was he was getting ready for his match with John Cena. They were in Canada. And it was Cena, Punk, and Bret Hart in the ring. And Cena basically said, you know, you keep talking about change, but change is not ice cream bars. It's not, you know, the next generation. It's can we make CM Punk a bigger star? It's the the... The whole narrative yeah. for the past couple of years has been that if CM Punk doesn't get his way, if CM Punk isn't the focus, then everybody else is wrong. Fuck everybody, and look how look how cool and and, and edgy I am by cussing people out and calling them out to their face. Uh, and, I think it's also worth noting that that <laughs> it seems very prescient into what we're going into. Moxley's promo, like the video package that ran before their match, it all out just hours before all of this goes down. In Moxley's promo, he ends it by saying enjoy cm punk while you've got him because it's not gonna last weak mind weak heart weak body he won't be here for long and holy shit how prophetic is that possibly the fucking um, dodgeball the dionysus and the gift of prophecy just smacking you in the head so that is where we are at that point and that's where i went to bed was was that right, we all just yeah. went wow that shit was crazy that surely was. nothing else will happen like holy shit CM Punk just embarrassed the entire company there's going to be a conversation about that and then I get up the next and day there was. And, and at that point too you have to remember there was very much a discussion of is this a shoot is this a work and we were trying to discuss that too right. because it was just batshit insane enough to be like this has to be real but sure. also the fact of the way it went down Jericho's it, comments all that it made it seem like okay but maybe this is a work Maybe they're trying well, that yeah, MJF shit. Yeah, I was going to say, because worth noting, when MJF came back, literally, again, minutes to hours before all of this happened, right. when he returned for the first time in a long time, the first thing they did was not play Sympathy for the Devil or show him with the Burberry scarf. It was to play an audio clip of a phone call to him from Tony Khan saying, you've embarrassed the company, you've embarrassed us by no-showing, if you will show up to all out to this show then i'll let you back in and i'll give you a chance and i mean that's at this point obviously a work shoot right it's not real but they've very much been playing the game of mjf is never coming back he embarrassed the company blah 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 this is you got to get the idea for a minute for just a brief minute that tony khan loves having one of those things running at all times and if he's about yes. to lose the mjf one maybe punk can pick one. that yeah pick it back up well the problem with that is but then when we woke the work up. shoot is not a work. <laughs> yeah, because then we woke up and we came up to the news yeah. that the next day it came out that not only did Punk go out there and embarrass everybody on on TV, as uh, as Damon Wayans would say in the Great White on Hype. On the TV. But... <laughs> 
there was a backstage confrontation. At first, I heard it was a confrontation between the Bucks, Omega, and Punk. And right. I thought, okay, they go backstage, they're, they're, they're arguing, whatever. No, then that shit spiraled out of control. It, it snowballed yeah. into not only was it a confrontation, I heard punches were thrown, a chair was thrown, and then that turned into, I think, Nick Jackson got knocked out, or maybe it was Matt, I forget. Um, yeah, the real it was Nick that they reported. The real problem with all of this is going to be that currently, what okay, what we quote unquote know because this is how we have to handle all of this shit. The Vince McMahon deal, this whatever. What we quote unquote know is that there were neutral parties in the area who saw what happened. It's an investigation that's ongoing, including and the number two, are, the legal representation for yeah. AEW. Yeah, and and they are they are the ones who are kind of like giving statements, and that will help determine what all goes on. Depending on who you hear the story from and whose side they're taking, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, mainly the Bucks, Omega was just kind of in tow, go to CM Punk's locker room, where CM Punk is inside after the media scrum with A Steel and A Steel's wife, who was at the show with them. The Bucks either walk in or break down the door effectively, depending on which level of, you know, whoever you think is the bad guy, that's what they super kicked there. it. Yeah, that's what I heard. They, well, they couldn't have super kicked it because it's AEW. It wouldn't have broken. They, yeah. That door's not going to sell. Well, they just slapped their leg. After super kicking it a number of times, they decided to kick it for real. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one way or another, they get access into the locker room. It's either at that point that, again, depending on who you believe, a steel more or less attacks by throwing a chair in their direction. And that may be what hurt Nick Jackson. Um, or the fight gets so out of hand that punches start being thrown. And again, it's either one of the young bucks or CM Punk who throws the first actual, you know, closed fist. Let's let's brawl fight punch. Um, in the midst of that, one of my favorite things is what everyone seems to agree on is that Kenny Omega was doing nothing. He had not fought. He was upset at what had been at what had been said and, and what had transpired, but he wasn't getting physical. And A Steel bit the fucking guy. <laughs> A Steel supposedly pulled his hair and bit him. So and my favorite part of the reports is when that's when they say that's when Kenny Omega got upset. <laughs> like he's just standing there until he gets bit, and then you see him just go. Well, now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to also point out in the midst of this that this drama has been building for weeks now to the point that they had a talent yes. meeting a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, where and speaking it of... didn't work. <laughs> well, speaking of fucking Kenny Omega, apparently all accounts said that everybody spoke very like positively and everybody was trying to uh -huh. rally the troops except Kenny fucking Omega or uh, what, yeah. is, what does Jim Cornette call him? Uh, Harpo finger fuck or finger bangs or I, something like that? You would know better than me. <laughs> I do. I listen to Jim Cornette admittedly, but... But Omega literally said if it was up to him, he wouldn't have hired 80% of you. Omega buried uh, almost the entire yeah. fucking locker room. And now you've yeah. got Omega backstage in this confrontation with Punk. Well, of course this is going to happen. What do you think right. happens when you've got such immature fucking children running a company? And this, this went on for reportedly like six or seven minutes. Like yeah. this just back. This was not like a 30 second. Okay. Let's uh, get a security guard. Had to run in there. There. Yeah. Yeah. They had to literally go in and break this fight up to the point that people legitimately had. And I don't know if this was just a baseless rumor or what, but there was a belief for a while that the cops had been called that the local police had. They later said, no, we responded to a family incident in the audience once, but that's the only reason that we were there. So right. for the record, that did not happen. But the belief was there because this thing got, so out of hand at one point it was a powder um, keg 
Yeah. And then and then in the aftermath. So when they finally do get separated and assumedly everybody leaves or or just gets, you know, put into separate rooms or whatever, um the aftermath. We spent, you know, days sitting here just going what's going to happen? Who's who's or, or what did happen? Uh, or, was this or is real? anything going to happen? Yeah. yeah, what's 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 the fallout of this? Like is there going to be one because we said, you know, of course now we know that this is not the case and we can talk more about that in a second, but we said at the time if there are no repercussions on both sides for this, because nobody's innocent in this, no. if there are no repercussions, then Tony Khan loses all, <laughs> if not most, of his credibility. Which it's, it's out the door. I saw uh, I saw one question that I think he was the punk or, or Tony Khan took from AJ Awesome, who is I don't yeah. know if you if you're AJ Awesome. I I was interviewed by AJ Awesome once. He's a good <laughs> dude. He's a good kid. He asked about Tony's or uh, CM Punk's dog making his. His uh, debut at All Out by running down to the ringside before the show, and boy, what an innocent question for the fucking right. firestorm the of shit! Of oh, they also AJ. if you watch that long enough, uh, Izzy, the one who was like angry Miz girl, who now yeah. does like the wrestling. She asked a question. I remember Punk like trying to reel himself into being like Izzy. Oh, I hate everybody here except Izzy. You're great. Like, what do you? What do you got? You know? Oh, it was terrible. So, so yeah, we spent a couple of days speculating what's going to happen. If there's repercussions for only one side but not the other, it's never going to look good. No. Uh, I think the general agreement was if Punk gets the brunt of it, nobody's going to be as upset as they would be the other way around considering Omega and Young Bucks were uh, you know, presumably defending themselves. They're kind of the faces of the company. They've been there longer, but... You had your punk fans also, or well, let's say the punk legion. I call myself a punk fan. I don't know about the, you know. You're, you're not a cultist. Straight edge. Yeah, yeah the whole thing. Right. Um, <laughs> that's, let me rephrase. The straight edge CM Punk people, not right. just straight edge in general. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get a whole fan base angry at me. No. But you had people on that side also saying, look. Punk is the biggest draw in the company. He may not have been there from the get go, but he's the one that's selling out tickets. He's the one that's that's bringing in new fans and getting new eyes on the product. Um, he needs to be protected as much as them. In the end, what we basically got hours ago before AEW uh, actually went on the air for Dynamite is everybody's out for the time being, and that's Punk, that's Steel, that is uh, the Young Bucks, it's Kenny Omega, it's Michael Nakazawa, which Christopher oh, Daniels, by the way, these Hunter, guys who were all there to help. I told you I was going to do this. We actually do have. Uh, there was snuck in. <laughs> there was audio snuck out from this fight. It's the of, only footage it's the that's only been released. So the that only got. clip of any right. kind. This is actual uh, audio uh, of Nakazawa during that brawl. Let's take you to that audio right now. You're never going to catch me. You're wasting your time. Forget about it. Go do something else. See you next year. And there you go. That is exclusive <laughs> to Pro Wrestling Unscripted for the exclusive. record. That is exclusive. You won't hear that anywhere else except in reruns on Fox Sunday nights at 6. And that's a real thing that happened <laughs> for the record. So, so, yeah. Basically, anybody who was in like a five-foot vicinity of this thing happening has been um, taken. The, the, I think the phrase they used was taken off the road, basically. They are suspended. Um, for how long? We don't know. Uh, what does that mean beyond that? Well, what we do know in the immediate moment is titles have been stripped. Punk 
is no longer AEW world champion. Uh, now, <laughs> the way they put that on television was not, hey, CM Punk and his buddy bit a guy like it's some anchorman <laughs> brawl with Ron Burgundy. Uh, what it was is that Punk also apparently injured himself during a uh, like a, a dive, some kind of dive during the main event. Yeah. And he's going to need surgery again. So here's another. If you had this one on your bingo card uh, for this year, go ahead and put that stamp in. CM Punk becomes two-time AEW world champion and immediately <laughs> relinquishes the title due Both to injury. Both times. Yeah. Both times. But, um, but the trios titles, the very first trios champions, Omega and the Young Bucks, already done. Already done. Already stripped. uh, Already crowned new champions. We have the second champions ever as of tonight. Death Triangle. Triangle. And that's your EVPs of the fucking company (laughs) that have been suspended. Suspended. So. That is that is where we are. That is what happened. Now right. let's get to the opinionated part of this. And uh, it goes without saying that everyone involved in this looks terrible. AEW looks like yes. a fucking amateur company yep. at this point. All of the bad things that happened were were manageable. You know, talent's a little sure. upset. Uh, we didn't even talk about this. Malachi Black granted his release conditionally. He's gone yes. from AEW. A very conditional release. Right. From the sound of it, it's basically, we're going to let you go, but you can't go wrestle anywhere else for a very long time. WWE. And that's, yeah, that seems to be, it's very unusual for AEW, but I think he probably agreed to it because I don't think he's trying to go anywhere. No, he, he has just made wants it very out. clear. Yeah, yeah he, he's got something he's dealing with. I think it's a familial issue or like a mental health issue, and he's probably not going to wrestle anytime soon. He pulled out of a, a date that he was supposed to do this weekend somewhere, uh, and, and reportedly that's not because AEW won't let him do it. It's because he, he needs just time away from everything. Bobby so. Fish is gone. Bobby Fish already uh, threatened to fight Punk legitimately because of what happened. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So AEW looks like garbage. People are jumping off the ship. Cody Rhodes could not have picked a better time to abandon ship. Boy, Seriously. he it's is crazy. smelling like a rose right now. It's crazy. Uh, um, I don't know if you saw anything about MJF's promo from tonight. I did. On I did. Yeah, tell me about it. He could go hang out with this buddy Cody Rhodes who's working in the best. He's the best wrestler in the world. He's working for the best company, too. He says, As he said, you know, according to the best wrestler ever, it's what's best for business. He said, I'll take this uh, title to a real wrestling company. Like, yeah, with real fans. Like, I get it's cute, but at the same time, man, you don't need to say that, right? That is like Scott Hall on right, WCW Nitro are, telling me how bad WCW Nitro sucks. You know you know what it legitimately reminds me of is he, he MJF weirdly comes across like a, uh, like a Brian Pillman right now. Like, when Brian Pillman just went full-blown yeah. bonkers, that's what this feels like. Because it feels like he could do this enough that if anything ever happened where he could get out of his contract... He can show up on WWE television and be the biggest face of the company for about three seconds. Yeah, like, and MJ, I think both MJF and Moxley are basically walking around AEW backstage right now going like, boy, it sure feels good to be the top talent that hasn't been a fucking piece of shit lately. Right, um, yeah. So or I, like Jericho, of all people, Chris Jericho, uh, the voice of reason. <laughs> I have never been a fan of I the mean, Bucks. I've never been a fan of the Bucks. Dalton loves the Young I Bucks. I, I don't really have anything against them, but I, I have always kind of wondered what the big yes, like, time not, was with these guys. Not my style of wrestling. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I didn't dislike them. I don't dislike no. Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega's good. But Kenny um, Omega for me, I think I said before, is for for me the AEW version of Drew McIntyre. I recognize that he's a talented guy. I kind of get while he's popular. It doesn't do a damn thing for me. Yeah, I can't. I can't get my head around it. With that said, 
I am a when it comes to wrestlers, I'm a much bigger CM Punk fan. I mean, I for the longest for the longest time, and no longer, by the way, I was straight edge. Now I have no. a drinking problem. Um, <laughs> but I, I follow well, the pendulum only works one way. It's either yeah. on this side or that one. I mean, you gotta. <laughs> I, I was a straight edge guy even before Punk did it. So Punk, you know, he spoke my language, man. I, I really liked the the vibe yeah. that he brought. He was a great wrestler. He had a great look. Um, yeah. I like him much more than I liked, you know, Kenny Omega and the Bucks. I was yeah. very critical of Punk when he left WWE, but then I kind of softened my stance because I thought, okay, well, if this guy did get fucked over, maybe I've been wrong about him. With that said, now after all of this, I I don't fucking care if CM Punk ever steps in a wrestling ring again. This was such an uh, embarrassment. I'm, this was insulting to the profession. This is insulting to the business. It overshadowed everything that AEW did that night. Every single wrestler on that card can go fuck themselves because CM Punk had to have his way and he wanted to be a baby in that media scrum. What a what an embarrassment. He should be fired immediately. I don't care how much fucking money he draws. You have to send yeah. a message. Let's let's talk about that because the one thing that I that we didn't get to in so we know what the immediate punishments are in the sense of all these people are not on Except the road, not on TV. There's no punishment. Well, we know Punk's not there. He's we know been he's stripped not there. Title, yeah. uh, and and he is like basically guaranteed suspended of some kind. But where does it go potentially from there? So it, the the again the rumor mill. Uh, a Steel reportedly probably gone. Right, he's kind of the Who Johnny Laurinaitis. Who the Lord fuck is A Steel? <laughs> to, to, to punk's vince mcmahon like if somebody's going to kind of be the fall guy for this it's him he's around there trying to turn people into wear steals he bites oh them and God. then they they throw chairs at people afterward under the moonlight a steel uh, is the only one that came out of this i think better than everybody else because i didn't even know he existed until like a week ago and now he's well, one of the most talked about he, people in wrestling for WWE as a backstage guy right so he he originally uh was a trainer i don't know if you if you know this he trained punk he was a right trainer. He trained Punk and yeah. trained Cole Cabana. He was there. I don't think I think he was kind of their manager when they were the Second City Saints in ROH when they were the the team. Um, and then he worked as a producer for a long time, including for WWE, as I recall. He joined AEW. I want to say in 2020, like a couple of years ago, or maybe it was just earlier this year. It's one of the two. Um, in the first time that he was ever on television for AEW, uh, he said "fuck," so yep. that was great. Um, <laughs> yep, and. And then a week later, he bit the one of the EVPs <laughs> in a brawl. <laughs> and again, I should clarify because I forgot to mention this. Reportedly, he he bit Kenny Omega, and and the people who were like trying to defend him and Punk said it's because again, I mentioned that A Steel's wife was there backstage. Well, she has a broken foot. He felt that his wife was being threatened, so his defense mechanism was to and I I cannot stress this enough. Throw a chair at Nick Jackson yeah. and bite a guy who was not fighting him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. Um, oh so A Steel's probably gone, right? Like they can easily afford to fire him and well, lose basically nothing. Only, he will be the public favorite. Only if they're not going to use Punk, because I think if they fire uh, A Steel over this, and Punk that's walks. The question. Yeah. If they fire him, will Punk say, "You know what? F this. Just let me go." Um, I legitimately do not believe they will fire Punk. I think the worst you might get for CM Punk officially from the company, from you know, without him saying "I want out," uh, would be them saying we're putting him on indefinite suspension, and they basically treat him like. Vince would have treated Naomi and Sasha had he been around long enough. You're going to sit your contract out until it's over, and then I don't give a shit what you do. Uh, oh, no, they'll bring him back. 
I, well, well, oh, he yeah. makes too much money. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen that way, but I think that's the most you could get out yeah. of Tony Khan for him. You will not fire him. No part of me believes. Well, no, it. you saw him. Spineless bastard. You saw him no sitting way. next to CM Punk. He didn't even fucking Absolutely. speak up when Punk said yeah. he ran the business. Yeah. Yes. Fucking um, coward. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I believe, will serve. As if, I don't know how lengthy a suspension. I don't want to speculate on time because I don't. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I think the the most you might get from them. I saw somebody recommend that they could have their EVP status stripped from them. That mm-hmm. basically they could be told, okay, if you're not going to serve as a good, uh, you know, example for your talent, you can't be both. Uh, I think Asa put it as coach and player. Yeah, you it can't doesn't work that bo- way. Yeah, yeah, nope. You can't be on both sides of it. Um, and and I think it would obviously be more likely. And not more painful, but maybe more poignant to take away their their EVP status and say, "Look, you want to wrestle here? That's fine. We can we can make right. that work. Um, but that's who you are now. You are now talent, no better, no worse than anybody else who was here. You helped to found the company, but clearly, this combination of roles is not going to work. No, it's too much. I don't know if that's going to happen either. But I think that's I, probably I, the most you're likely to see from it." I think it Michael has Malik to. Michael Nakazawa will clearly be beheaded as soon as they yeah. can get their hands on him. Well, also, They'll put him directly in the guillotine and also, he'll slip right through the hole and just keep going. Christopher Daniels, Pat Buck, all of these guys that have been suspended from AEW <laughs> just for being there, basically. I don't um, see any of them getting fired. Honestly. No, they, I don't think they'll get fired. I think the only person that could get fired from this, I agree with you, is Ace Steel. But I do believe that if they fire Steel, Punk will say, fuck you guys. Because Punk has clearly shown yeah. he doesn't fucking care about the company. He doesn't, he doesn't care about anybody Punk. Thing. punk is a guy this is i guess the best way to put it is that it's kind of dangerous about hiring a guy like punk punk was very vehemently done with professional wrestling right yeah he had a shit ton of money he never needed to wrestle again more than likely everything i gather is that he's good with his money or everything that i've i've seen for whoever thinks they're in the know on that kind of thing he's married to a woman who is also in that same situation retired from wrestling doing comic books uh doing actual books media talks and stuff all sorts of things um so he goes to MMA. He gets embarrassed. Let's just be honest about it. CM Punk goes, yep. tries to have an MMA career in the UFC, gets embarrassed. He lost two matches. He I lost, think is all he ever fought. He lost every three? match. And the, I think the last match he fought was so bad that they fired the other guy for not beating him fast enough. That's yeah. a true story. That's a true story. Yeah. The other guy beat him so badly but wouldn't finish him off to the point that Dana White fired, fired him after. Yeah. Yeah. So Punk goes and gets embarrassed in this MMA career. He sits at home for a couple of more years, and then he comes back to professional wrestling in the only venue that was ever really going to make sense at that point. Impact wasn't big enough. WWE would be, he'd be a sellout, right, if he went back to WWE. Um, I do have to wonder if he's, I know that he and Triple H don't get along, you know, worse than he and Vince McMahon ever did, but I have to wonder if he's not, like, questioning, damn, if I had just waited a year, well, like, what would have happened? I I think you're also glossing over the fact that Punk came back to wrestling for WWE. He was uh, was on Fox Sports 1's wrestling show about WWE, so he didn't work for WWE. He was talking about how he wasn't wanted the whole time that he was there. And how much WWE sucked. Yes. And he yes. wasn't paid by WWE. And it was, and a, that was when, a good point for him. And then when he stopped showing up, it was almost like people had the, the surprise Pikachu face. Like, oh, what? what? The guy who didn't want to be here is no longer here? What? Um, And then he comes back to AEW. And again, and one the of the timing, biggest honestly, moments in wrestling history. One of the biggest moments, but the timing could almost not have been worse because this is right in the midst of AEW hiring Christian Cage, Brian Danielson, 
Adam Cole, all of these huge gets from even William Regal, yes. all these huge gets from WWE. And Bobby let's, Fish. Let's, let's be clear about that. These are not not cast offs. Uh, these are not. <laughs> why are you laughing at Bobby Fish? I'm sorry, just the name. <laughs> it was just the way you said it, Bobby um, Fish. They, this is not. Uh, now all I could see is uh, the Seaman from the Dreamcast, but it's Bobby Hill's with, head. With, with the Bobby. Oh, uh, no, that's much worse. That's much worse. <laughs> they're they're not hiring Impact Wrestling people, or not really anyway. That's no, that's these not are the top tier talent at this time, and they're all coming from WWE. Yeah. And of course, what happens? The memes start. The the you know the criticism of well, here comes TNA 2.0. Yeah. Right, yep. AEW is going to be that. It's going to be WCW all over yep. again. You bring mm-hmm. in the big boys from the other company, and they're going to run the show. And Tony Khan just keeps going, no, no, it's we're not different. That. Now here's CM Punk, <laughs> like, and one of the again biggest moment in wrestling uh, history. I popped. I mean, the crowd huge. went absolutely insane. It was- one of the first times that I had, it was the first time I'd watched AEW in well over a year and made a point to watch it. It was one of the first times I had watched a televised wrestling show that wasn't something on the WWE Network in legitimately years. I yeah. found a way to watch TBS that night because I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. Um, but he came back at a time when, yes, he was going to draw, he and others, but he specifically was going to draw some heavy criticism for that. And I think every bit of that shit built up to the point that the moment somebody tried to Fuck punk on would call you or would, would call it going to business for themselves. But yeah, they tried to fuck on him. They, they 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 did something that he himself is guilty of doing all the fucking time. Yes. And he can't take it. Nope. He is a glass cannon. Well, he can dish it out all day, but he can't take it. And then I think also Asa mentioned this to me, so I want to give him credit for it. But uh, I, I thought the same thing, but Asa said it out loud. You know, how much did it upset Punk? How much did it sit him over the top whenever MJF got cheered over Punk in Punk's hometown yeah. of Chicago? Oh, yeah. That was yeah, just that the was, cherry on they top. They even brought it up in the scrum. And you have to imagine that at that moment, CM Punk is already, like you said, an exploding powder keg. And all you did was dump a cas- can of gasoline in there. Yeah. You just make it worse. Um, here, here's here's something I want to put out there, as I know we're kind of starting to, to get close to wrapping this up. Um, it should always have been Brian Danielson. Yeah. It which, should have been Danielson. Which, by the way, I think they're doing now. Brian Danielson won. I hope so. Well, because they're calling this a tournament of champions, and Asa brought this up earlier when we were talking. He's like, wait, Danielson's Brian, not an AEW champion. Danielson's never won a championship. Nope. But but Danielson won his first round match, so I think they put Danielson in there specifically because you want yeah. goodwill for the company? Put the title sure. on Danielson. There you go. Danielson comes back in as a guy who the major criticism of him has only really ever been that he maybe he shouldn't still be wrestling. Like, yeah. maybe this is not a good idea. But thus far, he has not been re-injured to my knowledge. No. I mean, other than a couple of little things there here and there. There was that one little thing, yeah. But he hasn't had any, like, you know, okay, you really need to stop right. type things again. Right. Um, as part of the Blackpool Combat, Combat Club, he's, I think, well, uh, when Moxley was world champion, he was the only guy not carrying a title, right? Because Wheeler Yuta has the pure title from ROH. Castagnoli has the ROH Which, world title. And Moxley had the title. Moxley had the AEW title, so he's among champions pretty regularly. But Danielson is just kind of the – I don't want to spend too much time comparing him to to CM Punk because that feels reductionist of both of them. But he is kind of, in a lot of ways, like the good son, like the good twin. They have similar types of cult of personality around them, similar indie backgrounds. 
Brian Danielson came into AEW and was treated as a big deal, but was never really made out to be like, I think we all kind of thought, okay, we're getting the American dragon. We're getting this guy who's going to come in and just wreck shit on everybody. And that hasn't really happened for whatever reason. He lost the fucking Jericho Until on, now. on All Out. Yeah, I was going to say, just days ago, in the same day that all this shit was happening, he had a, a great match with Chris Jericho, but he lost to Chris Jericho. You might not have heard about it because CM Punk did some <laughs> bullshit later. <laughs> you might not have heard about it because Jericho was busy going, hey, some, some, some shit right. went down. Okay, time. yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. I'll meet you in my office. Yeah. We'll talk in my office. Oh, good lord. So, yeah, we are wrapping it up here because we could just go on and on and on about CM Punk yeah. and, and the, the toxic environment that has been created in AEW. Because, you know, I'll leave it off with, like, how do you come back from this if you're Tony Khan? You're embarrassed. Your company's embarrassed. All of your top guys, almost all of your top guys are now suspended or possibly getting fired. Um, yeah, boy, everyone's talking Here's, about you, but not for the best reason. Right. Here's what I think should be okay if if i put myself in tony khan's shoes and Fire i step punk. back from this whole if i step back from this whole thing and say i've got to learn a lesson from all of this what is it um to me the key lesson to take away from this is just because you get a shiny new toy doesn't mean you drop the other ones in the dumpster right you mix it in with your other toys and use it to make them better and the metaphor is already falling apart but i think you see what i'm getting at here yeah um don't be a fucking tony mark khan, don't be a well, fucking yeah, market run the company like a fanboy. He was he was a guy who and is a guy who has the kind of money to hire damn near anybody he wants who's not under contract, right? If he can if he can make it work, he'll get him in there. But he went on a spending spree. He brought in a ton of people at the same time, and for a little bit he was able to manage that. And then this happened. Mm-hmm. You had to know that CM Punk coming in was going to be the not just the biggest thing for you, but the biggest thing for Punk, and he's going to demand reciprocation for that. Punk knows what he's worth. He has said it a million times over. I'm not coming back for less than this much. And for, you know, the conditions have to be just right. You you can't just think that Punk is going to fall into the fold the same way that an Adam Cole is, that a Brian Danielson is, that a Christian Cage is. Christian Cage has been working an angle with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy for months Which, now. And I say that not derogatorily of those guys, well, but he didn't jump straight to the top of the car and go, yeah, I need to be world champion right now. That's also a stupid fucking angle they did on All Out. We didn't get to talk about it, but having Jungle Boy or uh, Luchasaurus r- turn, again. turn against Jungle Boy, after uh, uh, that was stupid. That was stupid. That's poor booking. But the shame, the shame of that whole thing was Cage injuring his arm, and now we're we're in a situation where once again somebody's hurt. Nothing's going to get to play out properly for a little while. Uh, they had to cut that match short. But the the, the Punk thing, just to, to tie it back to that, the lesson to me, if I'm Tony Khan, has to be going forward. I can't keep cutting off my nose to spite my face. I can't keep getting to a point of. I bring in a new guy. Now I got to change all my booking because a new guy is here. Right. You had a great plan before. You've got so many wrestlers in this company who don't have other things to do. Do what you did with a guy like Christian Cage and put him somewhere where it makes sense to have him, you know, elevate some other people. Danielson goes and does the the Blackpool Combat Club. Well, that puts him with Moxley, who had kind of fallen to the wayside. Punk only elevated himself. Punk did did uh, a couple of things that I liked early on. The Darby Allen stuff was pretty great. Honestly, um, the respect angle where after he, you know, faced Darby Allen, then he worked with, with Darby Allen and sting. I actually really liked that, that simultaneous shot of all of them wearing like sting style face paint. I thought that was pretty great um, wearing each other's gear. And there for a little while, it seemed like we were going to get selfless 
like or, or at least near selfless. I mean, he's certainly still going on the nostalgia trip, but a CM Punk for everyone, you know, a guy who's going to come in and be, and he's the guy who was saying like, you have to elevate other talent. You've got to be putting the other guy over. You got to be working together or this thing doesn't work. But it's like the moment he started sniffing the world title, that's when things kind of went to shit. The moment that somebody else hit him with a pipe bomb. Well, you can't do that. Cause only CM Punk throws pipe bombs. And it just, it doesn't work that way. I think Tony Khan can salvage this thing, but what he's going to have to do is lean on the guys who are there to make the show better, not themselves better. And the guys who are going to be locker room leaders that they're there to make the other people around them better. I honestly, I I know we were just saying like John Moxley, I think last week, both of us were saying, I don't really get John Moxley. Like I, I, he's, I get that he's talented, but I just can't get behind him at this point. I'm starting to see why you want a guy like that around even more because you look at the behind the scenes stuff and Moxley's a guy who goes, I want to work with him, him and him, and we're going to beat the shit out of each other. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. And he does like do even a, Chris Jericho. He I doesn't really do a, a media scrum where he buries <laughs> yeah. the entire company. And, uh, you know, I, I talk about Jim Cornette on the show a lot because I do agree with a lot of what Jim Cornette says. Me and him have a, sure. a similar old school wrestling uh, mindset. But Jer- uh, Cornette has been very defensive over this and has basically put over Punk and A Steel and said, you know, one. Punk is making them the most money and how dare Adam Page come in and try to fuck on him and that Ace Steel is his new hero because he stood up to these pricks backstage and all that. And like, yeah, you can look at it from that angle. Of course he did. But at the same time, Punk is your guy. He's out there burying your other wrestlers. He's burying your company. He makes everyone look stupid. He has to be an example. There can be no excuses for something like that because if you do that, then everyone else is going to think they can get away with murder. A leader has to be a leader. Yes, if the guy, if we're going to play by what I'm now going to call Cornette rules, the way that you just described it, if the guy who makes the most money gets to do whatever the fuck he wants, how is this not WCW all over again? How yeah. is this not the original, you know, move to the four-sided ring of TNA Impact with Hogan and Bischoff and all these guys all over again? Yeah, it's, it's- that didn't work. It has never worked. Every time it has historically been the downfall of a company. Right. Or at least the beginning of the end. AEW right now is in a bad position. Tony Khan is in a bad position, and they have to do yes. something. And if that means cutting Punk loose, cut Punk loose. Because I don't care. You know, Punk said this is the first time they did a million-dollar gate. And that's cool and all. But in all the time Punk has been there in AEW, have they moved the needle very much on ratings, on anything like that? No. It's been pretty consistent. Huh. Would you rather have Punk there maybe barely nudging the meter but also causing a toxic environment in your in your locker room? Or do you yeah. cut the, the toxin out and then rebuild with the guys that the fans already love? This seems like and a again, no-brainer to me. Punk is not God. He's not Jesus right. Christ. And I, th- I think if you were, I think if you're smart about it, if Tony Khan will really be smart about it, I, like, like we've said a couple times, I don't think you have to fire Punk. I think you fire Ace Steel and you bench Punk's ass long enough, he'll fire himself. Yeah. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying Khan should take because that's some people would say, well, that's some coward shit. That's coward's way out. That's right? that cowboy that's, shit. <laughs> that's that's hiring a guy for part time work and then only scheduling him two hours a week. That's Sooner what they did later, to Marco. He's gonna quit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, okay, first of all, then that means he's not above it, right? He's already done it. He's done it before. Ask Marco and Joey, yeah. Um, I I think if you really want to send a message to him, that might be the way to go about it. And then you don't have to have a public firing. You don't have to have a, you know, you don't have to turn him into a martyr, 
Just right. let him fire himself. Also, really, before we get out of here, because uh, some people are talking about this, but not enough people. You know who I feel bad for in all this? Fucking Colt Cabana. I'm not even a Colt Cabana fan. I met Colt Cabana years ago in CCW. I thought he was okay. He's kind of a prick. He's kind of arrogant. Whatever. People love him. But to have Punk go out there and put this dude's personal life on display, to make fun of him, to talk about his mother, to do all this, and Colton, uh, Colt Cabana not be able to do anything back, what an embarrassment. And what a a shitty thing to do even if you're not friends with the guy you had disagreements with him or whatever Coca Cabana didn't start any of these rumors Coca Cabana didn't start any of this trouble Coca Cabana hasn't said shit and for Punk to go out there and absolutely bury Coca Cabana for no other reason than he's CM Punk and he thinks he's fucking untouchable I feel bad for Cabana and fuck CM Punk man what a fucking just, prick I just realized what my favorite comparison of this is and I know you haven't seen it because it's on TikTok but bear with me for a second okay if Fifty Cent, right? We all know Fifty Cent. We all know Fitty. Fitty. I believe he prefers to be yeah. called. Yeah. Uh, he ha- he has a TikTok account, which apparently is just hilarious. Yeah. It's just hilarious. Okay. Like it's not that he's putting out great music or having a good time. It's just that he's never put out great says, music. And the, no, and and the way that he says it is is hilarious. So there's an infamous TikTok from Fifty Cent talking about Floyd Mayweather. And he says that Floyd Mayweather apparently recently went on this tirade about rap. And so 50 Cent in the TikTok says, I woke up, I look at the computer, and the computer say, fuck, or say Floyd said, fuck T.I., fuck Nelly, fuck Fiddy. And I'm like, what do you say fuck me for? I feel like Cole Cabana's <laughs> like, I woke up, I watched the media scrum, CM Punk said, fuck the Young Bucks, fuck Omega, fuck Cole Cabana. I'm like, what do you say fuck me for? <laughs> I've actually seen that, actually. I have seen that. It's very funny. Yeah. If I forgot about it, but as you were describing it, I'm like, I feel like CM Punk is he's just the guy at the end of waiting sitting there going the fuck did I do (laughs) you know you know Colt Cabana has never been a major player at AEW. He got pushed uh, to ROH, but that's fine because he didn't do anything anyway. He was brought in. No, he was he was in the dark order. He was in the dark order. He was there like twice. Right, but like he also never said shit. So if if uh, if Young Bucks and Kenny Omega were spreading rumors, Colt Cabana didn't have anything to do with that, as far as anyone can tell. No one has put anything no. on Colt Cabana. So for Punk to go out there and just it publicly embarrass Cabana after all this time, years. Fucking later, just completely drag him through the mud. That tells you everything you need to know about CM Punk, I think. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think that's it. I think that's it uh, for now. I don't know what the hell else we could possibly say right now. Yeah, I, I guess can't. we'll see in the next week. Who knows, man? I can't Punk's say maybe gone. Fuck CM Punk enough. I hope he is. I really <laughs> hope he is. I don't want him to come back in two, three months time and fucking heroes welcome win the title yeah. back again. Like there are some things because it's not like this is the first time Punk has been accused of being a complete prick. And I, sure. at this point, at what is he? 45, 46, something like that. He's not going to learn. He's not going to learn. Yeah. It's, it's not like he's yeah, going to change his colors tomorrow and suddenly be like, you know what? I apologize to everybody. He doesn't have to. No, yeah, he's I, fucking again, CM Punk. It's, it's- it's, I think it's really important, too, that we end this mentioning that these guys are millionaires. Yes. The people we're talking about are people with lots of money. Lots of money. I mean, if they're not millionaires, I don't really know how, but they're definitely six figures. Yes. For, for professional wrestlers, right? These these are EVPs of the company. This is a guy who, if, if he could just mend the fences, would be a WWE Hall of Famer in a heartbeat. Yes. They have all this money. And and all this fame and all this success, and this is the kind of dumb shit that they're doing because there's no leadership because they're supposed to be the leaders. Right. Give me a fucking break, man. Fuck him. Fuck that little skinny fat ass, as Triple H would say. All <laughs> right. That waffle house short order cook. 
<laughs> the Kevin Nash bit will always be my favorite version of that. Oh, you know, I God. thought, why is he not? Why is he talking to me from two hundred feet away? Come down here and fight me like a man. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll keep. I mean, I'm sure more is going to break before next week. Oh, so yeah. we'll be back next Wednesday with an all new PW, and we'll talk about whatever has happened. Maybe Punk doesn't work for the company anymore. Maybe Omega doesn't. Maybe Omega appeared on Raw this past Monday. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but you know. For for you PZ85 fans, I will say go back and check out last night's episode of uh, PZ85 Plays Curse of Strahd where we had even more yes. CM Punk references because it was fresh. Yes, we did. It uh, was happening in the moment. In the moment. And then tomorrow we've got another new After Dark, which will be a lot of fun, including the the famous reading of the uh, PZ85 chat names, which is always a bonus. So They just keep getting better. They get better and better. Until then, for myself, for Double H, for Scott Colton, you poor bastard, wherever you are. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow for After Dark. Oh, Hunter, for fuck's sake, take us out. What did I do? What did I do to deserve an empty-headed, dumb fucking fuck like Dalton Anthony? I can't do it. (laughs) Bye.